This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks, Paul. Um, hi, Marty. Uh, how are you this morning? Have you uh, kept yourself warm? Oh, all good. Yeah, quite cold, but actually pretty used to this kind of weather, so no problem. Um, I, I would imagine that uh, the mood has been pretty positive after what happened on, on Tuesday night. It makes coming into the training ground feel a little bit better, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it was important for the confidence, especially confidence of the players. Um, at the end of the days, they are the ones that are... Yeah, taking most of the pressure. They are the ones that they need to perform on the pitch. So all the credit to them. It was a fantastic victory. The way we achieved that victory, I think it's even yeah, it's even a bigger boost of confidence, so to say. Yeah, how much how, and how important is it to you? Because you want to obviously get across your methods and you want to get across how you want to go about doing things. Is that easier when the players see it working and, and, and actually sort of coming to fruition? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Every every victory in all the sports, especially in football, that is a very emotional game. Every victory reinforces the message, reinforces uh, what we are doing. So it was very important as well. The small things that happen during the games that perhaps we ask the guys to try, or that we say, guys, look, if we do that way, this is going to happen. When they see that this is happening, it, it definitely reinforces the message. But without victories, forget. Uh, at the end, the message doesn't get the fact that 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 the same as as if you win games. Yeah, and the importance, I suppose, of the of the three points was was made even more obvious last night with with Huddersfield getting that win that they got because you know at least the gap to to those teams uh, ahead of you where you need to chase didn't get any bigger as a consequence of the midweek. Yeah, but if I'm honest, uh, I'm not looking so much at all the teams. I'm just looking at QPR. I'm just looking at how we can improve, how many points. I think at this stage of the season. Uh, I understand that that you guys, media, perhaps supporters can have a look on it, but for us, it's not it's not the relevant thing. The relevant thing is ourselves. How many points we will score in the next games, and to keep improving and and to make sure that we have good performances. But it doesn't make sense when it's that long to to start to look at the table at this moment. 
And when we discussed before the Stoke game, you know, there'd been a quite a, there'd been some talk, and and you'd mentioned it about being clinical and and taking chances and scoring chances. Therefore, how important was it that, for example, Lyndon, you know, got a couple of goals? I know one from the penalty spot, but from stri- from a striker's point of view, you used the word confidence earlier. It's it's a hugely important element to their game, isn't it? Hundred percent, and we know that that uh, scorers sometimes they are a bit like this. They can score from a sudden uh, a lot of goals from nowhere, uh, and then suddenly they get in this mood that perhaps whatever they try they don't score. So it was a very important game for many players, for the whole team, for Lyndon as well. But we have been speaking actually about one concept that for me is a bit as well. It works in football, it works in life. It's something that I heard Ralph Ragnick and, and Julian Nagelsmann to speak about it. That is this concept of forcing the luck. Sometimes you need to, you need, to, you cannot expect that the luck will come, but you need to be a bit more relentless. And I think that the second goal of Lyndon is a little bit of this. Uh, so we try to cross first, first from one side. There is a couple of rebounds, then the ball goes to the other side. We try it again, and actually the cross is a deflection. And then still Lyndon has a fantastic technical movement, and he scores the goal. But without trying and going again and going again, perhaps that's the part that we miss against Norwich. And I'm so glad that in just a few days the, the guys understood that we need to force, force our luck to produce the chances and to and to score the goals. Yeah, so that's about sort of really continuing and, and working and, and not sort of necessarily giving up and, and just continuing to look for those options and continuing to look for those opportunities combined too, as you say, almost the the instinctiveness as well that, that you can apply with the skills that, that, that you have. It's a bit of a combination of the kind of identity, the culture that I think we need about, about being extremely relentless on whatever we do, just believing what we do and again, uh, again, just to mention someone else, I really like Phil Jackson, former NBA coach, and he spoke a lot about uh, chop the boot, carry water, day after day after day. This is a bit the process where we are, just building that culture where it uh, doesn't matter if we are down, doesn't matter if we score a goal, we are relentless into trying to score the next one, the next one. So, um, and I think this is a concept that it comes to the principles in our game. In the last set, we need to cross, we need to fill the box, and again and again and again, because you can you can put it in the other side when we are defending it's difficult to play against a team that it's gonna hammer you again and again in the box by crossing by play through by 1v1 so those teams that are trying so hard again and again then it's easier just to concede a goal or, or like it was in the third one just concede an own goal for instance and just picking up on what you were saying there your development as a, as a coach and as a leader um, how much? How much? What, where are those those influences come from with your development? But and how much of that's come from outside of football? You've obviously mentioned there about you know non-football referencing. How, why and how is that important to you when it comes to your continued development, no doubt, and also where you've got to so far? Yeah, very much. I'm, I'm an open-minded person, so I like to listen to people from everywhere. I try to read books and, and yeah, listen to people from every area, from business, uh, different industries. But especially, of course, in sport, I think that the core of a sport is not that different when it comes to football than to other sports. Um, I really like NBA. I really like, I think there are fantastic coaches, players in, in, in that league. Um, I learned a lot from, for instance, handball as a game, has a lot of similarities with football in terms of uh, defense on how to attack very low compact defense. Um, I learned a lot from actually grass hockey. I got some good friends. Uh, one of, of him is a national team coach in Spain. The other one is coaching in Bundesliga. And actually we speak very often, almost every week, because there are a lot of similarities in, in, in the game as well. So I try to learn from, from everywhere. And actually, yeah, it's always uh, very inspirational to listen to other people. 
Yeah, uh, it never stopped learning. I suppose that's what that, that's what they always say, don't they? Um, what have you learned in your uh, assessment so far of Preston and what you can face tomorrow night? Well, we know that it's a little bit of a yeah, uh, an opponent that will play play rough in, in some way. That is a direct style. That is a team that probably is not happy after losing four 0 So we expect a hundred percent a reaction in that sense. So we need to do a lot of good things, but it's about especially we know that they will play the reg, that they build a lot from the second ball, that they have um, these skills when it comes to counter-attack as well with some players that can run into the space. And I think that in that sense, we need to be very aware that the kind of game will be closer to Rotherham than to Norwich, so to say. So, yeah, I think that we have a pretty decent picture about the kind of game that 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 they will try to play. And then it's about us performing and understanding what we need to do to to put the game a little bit in, in, in our side. And just finally for me, statistics are an amazing thing, aren't they, really? So you're going into the Stoke game and people saying, well, you'd come in and you'd yet to get a win in three games, but you can spin that and go, it's one defeat in four. So you're you're already starting to build some momentum. How important would it be to try and continue that momentum um, in the next game and uh, ahead of, and having a, a weekend, well, I'm not sure you'll have a weekend off, but having a Saturday off. Yeah, very much. Uh, we spoke with the guys about it, that in the moment that we pick the first victory, it's about making sure that we can try to build the momentum, especially in a league like this, where many times when you get three, four results in a row, then suddenly your situation uh, can change uh, drastically, I would say. Um, what I value is that in the last four games, the team compete really well. I think that we have not been worse than any of the opponents we play against, that for very few moments on each game, perhaps the opponent was a little bit better, but in the overall... I think perhaps we were better than all the opponents, in my opinion, or at least competing at really good level. And now what I know is that we can just improve. So my, my main focus is to make sure that the performance uh, tomorrow is a good one and, and that we can hopefully collect, keep collecting points again for the confidence of the guys and everybody to see that this team has the quality to, to get victories. Uh, well, uh, let's uh, keep your fingers crossed for that. Thank you for your time. Good luck tomorrow night. Thank you very much. Thanks, yeah. Marty. Hey, Marty. Hey. Um, Sinclair Armstrong, he injured himself in the warm-up on Tuesday. What what was the problem and is he going to be sidelined for some time or is he just a minor thing? Yeah, he got a bit of a feeling since he came back from the from the international break with these two games he played with Ireland. Uh, so he had a small feeling on his thigh. And unfortunately, it has not got better until the point that uh, during, as you said, during the warm-up, he felt that he was not ready. And now we're assessing if he if he's ready for tomorrow against Preston or not. So would you say, I mean, is it unlikely that he's going to be involved or too early to say? The, the doctors were now working with him and they will give me the last news uh, after this meeting with you guys. Okay. Um, how pleasing was it for... You know, the subs you made in the second half all made a contribution. I mean, obviously Ziad and Charlie Kelman have been sort of peripheral players in, in the squad. They both sort of made contributions, you know, Ziad massively for the third goal and Charlie Kelman sort of won the ball for Chris Willock to run through and score. How how pleasing was that for you to see these sort of younger players, you know, making an impact? No, very much, very pleasant because I'm happy for them. Um, not only these two that you mentioned, but many others are working really, really hard on trainings. Um, 
all the credit to them because uh, the, the effort, the commitment that they show in these specific actions, but actually good level that they are showing every time someone is jumping from the bench um, has been really, really good. I speak a lot with the players about not only from game to game and in this extremely long league as it is championship, uh, how important it will be. Uh, everybody in the squad will have a moment during a season uh, to be important. But as well on the games, this is what I call the bench impact. I do believe a lot in the players from the bench coming with fresh legs, uh, understanding what they need to do. And in that sense, as you said, Charlie and Ziyad were really good. But I do think as well that that uh, Jake, the minutes he played, mm. he played at really high level. Um, I think that Chrissy showed his quality with this goal. So everybody is contributing in all the games to try to make sure that, that we are a strong team and a strong squad. Early when Chris came on, he, he appeared to hurt his foot or his calf. And there was a sort of feeling, oh, no, here we go again. I mean, for him, that was almost, to play through that and, you know, trust his body was almost as important as scoring the goal and setting up the second goal for Linden. Yeah, very important. And we spoke with Chrissy about trying to to make sure that he was fresh for this game because obviously he got a massive uh, load uh, peak now after not being playing that much in the beginning of the season. Suddenly in the last four games, he has been playing a lot. So actually, I wanted to start with Chrissy because he's doing well and it's a player that I believe a lot in. But at the same time, we knew about, OK, what it's a, it's a tough week, this one, with three games in a few days and perhaps the approach work work perfect according to the plan. Uh, then the way he plays, he's very good on 1v1. He's really good in the smaller spaces. He got a knock. So actually it was just a hit. And I think it was around around his, his thigh or something that he was a bit complaining. For, so for a moment, we were a bit unsure, but he handled really well. And that shows uh, that he really wants to to, to contribute and, and, and he's committed. And then he scored a fantastic goal. So yeah, <laughs> so all, all was very good for him, I think. Uh, that extra pace of Smith, was that the plan as well? Was that, was that why you started Smith? Yeah, yeah, it was part of the plan because we knew that Smithy was uh, yeah, sanctioned in the, in the game against Norwich. So uh, as well, his pace is very important for us because he's a player that can go on the depth, can attack on behind. And he's an important tool for us to have these kind of players as well. And I think that he did excellent. He helped us with his energy, with his capacity to run deep. And, and that was very helpful, especially uh, in the beginning of the game. But then as well, when they got uh, the red car, to attack against a, a deep block that that you need that as well short uh, or this space in these short uh, spaces. And just you mentioned Clark uh, Jake Clark Salter, he looked very good when when he came on against um against Stoke. I mean he's in a position now with his sort of body. He's sort of been very soft start he, with injury since he's been at QPR. Is he in a position you think that he can do a ninety minutes? What I think is that he's training at very good level. I think that he's showing that he's ready to start a game if we need him. And that was a very good yeah, milestone, so to say, that he played decent amount of minutes. I think he played around 30, 35 minutes and, and he competed very good level, showing that despite he has been out for, for several weeks, actually his performance level was very good. So we'll see uh, if he's ready to play 90 minutes, it depends a lot on the kind of games, especially on the central backs, because uh, yeah, the more open space, the more uncontrolled or up and down game it is for us, then the central backs obviously are covering more distance in a, in a different kind of effort than not if, if we have a game with a lot of short transitions that we travel together as a block and we attack the blocks when then the central backs efforts are completely different. And just, um, I mean, for, for parts of the game, Stoke particularly in midfield, but we're sort of on top of him. In many ways, it was quite kind of ironic because 
you've got your first win, but in some parts of the game, it's sort of the poorest you've played in, in areas in, the, in the, the four games you've been involved. How important was that, though, just to kind of get through that and, and get the win? What I valued the most uh, on the last game, obviously, it was my second game at home. So to get one draw, one victory as a start at home, I think it's important to build that feeling, that that uh, commitment, all the group with the supporters, that that atmosphere all together, that, that we should pick a lot of points at home. This is, for me, a very important target. The second one, it was the mentality, because it kind of, from the 2-0, we went to the 1-1. Uh, just before the halftime, it was easy mentally to to get affected by that. Then when we start a very sharp second half, in my opinion, the first 10-15 minutes were much better than than probably the average of the first half. Then suddenly they got a red card, then it looks that it's going on our way, and then they score the second goal. So mentally it was, was a roller coaster, and we had to be very, very strong. And this is where I put most of the credit to the guys, the the, the, the mentality that they, that they showed to turn a game after scoring the 2-2, picking the ball and trying to score the third one, and then not just stay low, but try to uh, go for the fourth one. I think that that shows a clear idea about about what we want to do to be as a team. Said that, we are aware that we need to improve in many areas. And the reality is that in the first half against Stoke, we we struggled to build up and break lines in the way we would like to. That we are we were a bit more up and down game, a little bit longer transitions defensively than what we would like to. So there are many areas of the game that we will be that we will need to improve if we want to be the team that I think we can be. Great stuff. Thanks a lot, Marty. Good luck tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.